What's up, everybody, and welcome back, man. Thanks so much for joining us again once you come inside here of the Musician's Cafe and hang out with us for another action-packed episode. We're up to episode 65, believe it or not. Unbelievable. And here we are gathered again for another action-packed episode. We appreciate you guys taking time to join with us once again. My name is Brian Dick, and I'm here with my co-host, a man that has never found a beer that he's afraid of, that's for sure. Mr. Ryan Copenhaver. Ryan, how are you feeling? I am doing great. Thank you, Brian. Oh, man, good to have you back. Good week for, for you? It's been a fantastic week. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> I like the way that sounds. Been doing a lot of research for tonight. Oh, cool. Good. Good. Yeah, Glad to hear looking it. Looking forward to it. Well, man, I'll tell you, we have got a local legend. Again, we always have legends, man. I'm telling you, this guy here, I was looking so much forward to having him. We've been reached out to several times by many artists about reaching out to Mr. Snedeker, and I'm going to call him Jim because he wants me to. But, folks, we've got Jim Snedeker in the house. Sir, how are you feeling? I am doing great. Thank you, Brian. You're welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. There's a lot going right. on with you right yeah. now, right? Yeah. You're a busy bee, for sure. <laughs> wow. Well, good. Well, we're going to catch up with everything going on in your world, and uh, we'll talk about uh, all the music that you've been been doing lately and stuff you've been doing in the past. And it's going to be a lot of fun. But in the meantime, Ryan, I see, brother, you got that old menu in front of you, sir. So if you don't mind, let's give it a rundown. Let everybody know what's going on. Absolutely. I got to put my glasses on. <laughs> I got to do the same thing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so coming up on September 29th uh, at the Tally Ho Theater, we have Zoso. Yeah. The ultimate Led Zeppelin tribute band. Yeah, you lead heads out there. Go see them. Uh, the following day, September 30th at the Tally Ho, we have that Arena Rock Show and Blackwater. It is cool. Jim, have you ever been to Tally Ho? I have not. It is on my list. Yeah. Yes. You should make it down there. You'd love yeah. it. It's really cool. And it has such good variety. You know, you can almost see any kind of yeah. music there. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I see their, I see their ads. I think, man, it's another place i got to get to. You definitely should. Yeah. Yep. Maybe you can know, play sometime. Who knows? You know, right? <laughs> I, yeah. like yeah, I like that. Yeah, I do that. too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, September 29th at the Hollywood Event Center. Yeah. There is Wheeler Walker Jr. and Channing Wilson. <laughs> Wheeler Walker Jr., man. Uh, also at the Hollywood Event Center, uh, September 30th is Yellow Wolf and Caskey and Cowboy Killer. Yeah, so Yellow Wolf is kind of a big deal for sure, too, especially from the hip-hop world. You know that Wheeler Walker, folks, I want to make sure everybody understands. That's a you know that's a, kind of an R-rated deal there. I hope everybody understands. <laughs> Don't take your kids. <laughs> um, you know, it's a lot of fun, but definitely a, an adult-style show there at, uh, awesome at venue Hollywood. As well. It is a good venue. Yes. yes. Yep. Um, at the Bear Chase Brewery, September 29th is Summer and Eric. Yep. Uh, September 30th is Pebbles to Pearl and Britton James. And then October 1st, rounding out the Bear Chase Brewery, is Chris Bowen. Let that sink in, everybody. Sunday is October 1st. <laughs> oh, my. How wow. is it? Wow. Right? Yeah. Ah. So continuing on, Box, uh, Box Office Brewery, September 29th, is Alan Boyd and the Waysiders. Yeah. Ah, friends excellent. Of the, friends of the show. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They yeah. are. Yeah. And then on uh, September 30th, Box Office Brewery is the XL Band with Lisa. Yeah. Mm. Lisa. Do you know them? I Jim? do not. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure they're good. Yeah, go see them. Yeah. Uh, the Troubadour Lounge and Park on September 30th is Ridge Fest, uh, which includes Midnight Whiskey, Four Against All, Crazy Jane, Generation A Part, and Chaz Canary. Yeah, I, I think it's, I'm right. not sure if it's Canary or Canary. I'm not sure about that, Chaz. If we're butchering that, buddy, I'm sorry. Sorry, Chaz. Uh, yeah. But that, Ryan, that's five mass, ten hours worth of music they're saying that day. That's going to be a lot of fun. Wow. Have you been up to the Troubadour, Jim? 
Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's, it's, I have. It's a hidden gem for sure. It used to be gem. the used to be the West Virginia Country Music mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. If people didn't know that, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, cool. just short of the Opry. Yes, yes, exactly. So make uh, it out there. Yeah. Piccadilly Pub House, September 29th is Brian Stutzman, yeah. and then on September 30th is Dylan Wolfell. I hope mm-hmm. I said that right. Wolfell. Yeah, that's Wolfell. Wolfell. That's right. Okay. We drink bush lights together. It's pretty cool. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Backseat Bar and Grill, another fantastic venue on September 30th is Elizabeth's Furnace. Man, don't miss ah. this show, everybody. Yeah. Don't miss this show. Billy and the boys are ready mm-hmm. to come out and rock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ryan, you and I were talking about that band before we went on air, and, and they're just a lot of fun to go see. They recreate that music really well, and it's just a good time, oh my, man. Yeah, as I was telling you, I saw them for the first time uh, back in mid-August when they were opening up for Kicks. Yeah, at, the, at Kicks's last show there. Yeah, and yeah. I was blown away. Uh, I mean, the the music is fantastic, and yeah. the singer as well. Like I was saying, when he came out, just the look of him, I did not expect the the voice really? that he wow. had. Yeah, yeah interesting. Man. He just huh. he wailed. I mean, it was fantastic. And yeah, Donnie and Very I, good Donnie show. and Al and Chris, man, they are so solid. And of course, Billy out front. They're they're just a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, Bright Box Theater is next. Another great venue to watch a show. Um, September 29th is Reggae Dance Night. Yeah. And <laughs> then on the 30th is a Tom Petty tribute. Scott Kurt. And Memphis 59. Do you do any Tom Petty, Jim? Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Yeah. I always like Tom Petty. You know, kind of cool. You know, a lot of cool music, right? Mm-hmm. It's one yeah. of those. It's one of those artists when you go back and look at their list of songs that they wrote and recorded, you're astonished at all the mm-hmm. ones you kind of forgot how great they are. So Yeah, yeah and, and all the <laughs> other artists who are using stuff that Tom yeah. Petty wrote, yeah. he had no idea he wrote. Exactly. That's, you know. Yes. That's the ultimate compliment, right? <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's why I say i got to add them to my list because there's a great wealth of yes. you know, yes. work there. Uh, let's see. Paladin on September 29th is Barker and & Schuster. And then September 30th is Six Strings and Bourbon. Adam, Adam Phelps. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Adam Phelps. And then we've got Paladin 2. September 29th is J.P. Halterman. And on the 30th is Chris Bishop. Yep. Uh, W-O-F-M, which is, uh, which is West Oak Farm Market. Yeah, that's right. W-O, it sounds like a radio <laughs> station. Yeah, that W-O-F-M. <laughs> yep. That was on the fly. So. Um, September 29th, Robbie uh, Lehman Band and Brennan Edwards. Yeah, we're going to clean that up for you just a little bit. I'm sorry, it's Robbie Lyman. Lyman. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Robbie, Robbie. Sorry, Rob's a good good friend of the show, and he listens, so we want to make sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Robbie. But he, yeah, Lyman. Uh, ben, yeah. My French accent. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, I like it, right? <laughs> sorry, Robbie. Uh, September 30th, Jimmy Lee. And then on October 1st is Six Strings and Bourbon, again yeah. with Adam Phelps. Yeah, man, Adam's got a busy He's weekend. making the rounds. Yeah. Uh, hmm. On Q Sports Bar, September 30th is Bottle Shock. Yeah, Bottle Ooh. Shock reached out to me this week. Yeah, they mentioned yeah. to you, by the way. I don't want to let you yeah. know, but but they want to make sure they got their word out that they were going to be playing at On Cue. And On Cue is one I want to get on the menu. That's a place in front row yeah. that's booking a lot of play, you know, bands. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get them included from now on, so that's cool. Yeah, relatively new venue. Yeah, it is. They just they've re- been just hopping this summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see. 1836 Kitchen and Tap Room on September 30th is Shag. Yeah, man. Mark and Lawrence, man. This should be a good time. Good luck to them on that, on that, on Saturday night. That'll be a lot of fun. And then it looks like uh, wrapping things up here for 
our episode 65 on the menu, the final date at the monument. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Mission Road you is going to be playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a benefit. Yeah. Yes, a benefit to the Blue Ridge Hospice. Yes. One more song is, I guess, the name of the... Yeah, yeah, I think that's the name of the evening. Of the overall and, evening, uh, yes. A mutual friend that we have, Jim, Polly Coconuts, reaches out to me every week and tells me on what's going on with uh, Mission Road because we're, we're very you know, good friends yeah. and appreciative mm-hmm. of them. Um, and, yeah, he let me know about that show. Are you going to be there? Are you going to be able uh, to make it? Saturday night, I I know I told Christina I had wanted to go. I got gotcha. And I'm glad for the reminder because I need to square my schedule. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, cool. Good, good. Well, yeah, and, and I'm sure they're going to be great. Oh, yeah. Is that all you got, brother? That is the end of the menu. Man, we got through that pretty quick. That's cool. There's a lot of things going on out there, folks, so make sure you write something down and go support these local artists, please. If you don't mind, I'm going to jump in. You know, last week, Ryan, we forgot, and it was my fault because it seemed like it was a hectic week. We forgot to do a question of the show. Oh, the Remember trivia. That? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So, yeah, so that's on me, everybody. Sorry about that. But I do have one this week. Um, and so I'm going to get to it right now. You know, back in 1981, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts had a number one hit with I Love Rock and Roll. Mm. My question is, yeah, roll. there you go. <laughs> you know it, yeah. My question is, who originally recorded and released that song? Wow. There's a reason for the silence. <laughs> we don't know the answer. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. Um, I, a lot of times the, the, the questions that I come up with are ones that I've known. And so, it, you know, because I, that's the reason why I create the question is I sort of know it in my head. This one I had no, no clue. Huh. And uh, it's pretty hard, um, but I do have the answer. And if nobody has a shot at it, we'll give it up at the end of the show. Yeah, not me. Yeah, man. You I mean, I'll, you, I'll think about it. Yeah, I, I always knew it wasn't hers. Like, I, I knew I knew it wasn't Jen sure. Jess. I knew she yeah. didn't write it. But I never really knew who did. And honestly, when I get to the answer, I was surprised that it's not older than it is. I yeah. thought it was a much older song, but huh. it's not. So we'll get to that in a minute. We'll, you know, everybody let that stew for a while and, and shout out the answer in your car if you're riding down the road or whatever. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, we'll come back with that answer towards the end of the show. Folks, we are so happy to have Jim Snedeker in the studio with us tonight. He's here with us at the Homestead Studios, and he's got lots going on. Plus, the cool thing about it is sitting behind him, he has his guitar, so you know what that means later in the show. But, Jim, how are you? What is going on? It's good to be Jim Snedeker right now, right? It is good. It is good. I'm I'm doing great. Good. And I'm just uh, I was thrilled for the opportunity to come talk to you guys. Because ever since I heard your podcast, which is I've been listening about a year. I, I wasn't in on the early ones. But I thought, man, I could do that. I could go talk to those guys. Yeah, absolutely. I could tell, and here I am. So thanks so much for the opportunity. I'm just I'm just glad to be here. Thank oh my you. gosh! Yeah, yeah. You definitely we're, you're doing us a huge favor, and we appreciate it. So let's yeah, we're gonna go all over the place with this. But what's going on right now? How are you? Sure. You staying busy? What, what's going on? Yeah, actually, uh, actually, Brian, I could be busier. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah, it, my schedule's really odd. I'll maybe be slammed one weekend of the month, and I mean. <laughs> sometimes double up on a day uh and and friday saturday sunday and then nothing for a month wow yeah so you know my my goal is to even that out a little bit and i i just be for me uh to play once a week would be just perfect right and uh so that's really i'm really working toward you know we got 2024 coming up and venues are starting to book so it's always another opportunity to say hey yeah yeah send me some dates heck yeah i like it i like it 
Are there, is there a certain venue that you haven't played that you've just like really wanted to kind of like your, yeah, yeah. Well, man, the list is getting smaller. I used to have three or four, but, but I think right now one, one place I'm eager to get into because it's. It's so close. It's right downtown. Is the uh, George Washington at the Half Note? Okay, oh, yeah. And I'm going to talk. Be talking to her hopefully in a few weeks uh, about that. But that's that's probably the one uh, closest to home. I mean, Bear Chase is is on my list. Um, sure, like to like to make it slowly over into Loudoun County. There's some great great spots over there. But I feel like uh, yeah, let, let's let's. Uh, Let's take advantage of what's right here in Winchester and Frederick right. County first. Paladin, it's another one I'd yeah, love yeah, to get into. Yeah. Haven't, haven't, uh, haven't the dots haven't connected there yet. So those are some of the ones I'm, I'm looking That's into. All, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Jim. I'm a little shocked you haven't been, especially to the half note. You're perfect for that. Yeah, you know, you're, yeah. you're a piano player, guitar player, yeah. combo kind of thing. Um, your style of music is perfect for that room, and you're good. Well, thank you. So, I, I, you know, it must be you know, just something they, they have listen. across. Hey, yeah, I mean, they, I'm sure they will be. Uh, but we got to clean that up, man. We got to make sure we get you in some of these rooms. Yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd love it. I'm going to ask you, like we always do. Let's go back and find out how it all started for sure. you. Are you are you are you native to the Winchester area? How did it all? Begin I am for you? not. I made some notes. So I wouldn't talk till midnight. I, I like it. Uh, Let's do it. So, so for me, I grew up in Canton, Ohio. Oh, cool. Okay. My dad was an attorney, uh, lived a, a pretty pretty Cinderella life, uh, went to college at, in Columbus. I am a real OSU Buckeye, graduated from the Ohio State University. Dad, going good for you. With a degree in music education. Wow. So I started as a little kid on piano and moved to other instruments, went through band. Uh, you know, that was a serious part, played in bands in all my spare time, actually started on drums. Nice. Which is a great, great starting instrument for anybody. Um, and, you know, after college, taught music for about four years. Where did, where did you teach? In, you don't in Ohio. Anything. Well, okay. actually, my first job was in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is a little oh, bit no. ironic. <laughs> Yeah, anybody who knows football, yes, that's I do, a yeah. little bit ironic. Oh, I mean, my. no kidding. In the on the weekends, I had a, I had a Volkswagen Beetle, and I would have to park at a friend's house in another town. I'm sure, and she would take me back to my apartment because one one morning, this is a true story. I walked out of my apartment about uh, a quarter mile from where they practiced, where the Wolverines practiced, and I saw a Beetle turned on its top. Wow. And I thought, hmm, probably don't want to leave my car out here on a weekend. That's well, that funny. was a long, long time ago. Anyway, Ohio oh, cut, a, cut a bunch of funding for the arts in um, the late 70s. I switched over to computers. Okay. I took some programming at a, an institute. And in those days, universities didn't really have IT curricula figured out yet. So I just got in at the right point, at the right time, and... Moved through the programming ranks, got eventually into project management, worked with the government. Uh, all the all the while playing music, not out in the community so much, but mostly at church, uh, writing some things, uh, doing some teaching, you know, private lesson type stuff. And that brings me up to about 2007 when I moved to Winchester. My wife grew up here. 
So we came back because she wanted to take better care of her parents, and they were here. I had moved to Richmond for a job change in 2002, came up here. to, And so I've been in the area for, what is that, 17 years? Yeah, 16, 17. Yeah, yeah. But I worked for the guy. I worked over in Alexandria for the patent trademark office under Department of Commerce, and I was never here. So since I've retired about mm, 10, let's see, 18 months ago, I'm getting to know Winchester. Nice. So yeah, I love the love the area. I just you know, it just seemed far away when I was working all the time. <laughs> love the area and uh, man, the people, the the artists, the camaraderie among the artists here is just phenomenal. Something I've never experienced. Uh, back in one one thing I was going to share in my notes is back in uh, I, I spent four summers in high school and college at Interlochen National Music Camp, and that was a that was a pretty unique experience for me because I was kind of a big fish. I got there and I was no, I mean, <laughs> I was, there are people from all over the world there right. and some amazingly talented people. And, you know, uh, talent today is just exponential around here. I cannot, it's hard to, for me to get my head around how many talented young people there are. Yes. I agree. I, yeah. I did not grow up like that. There were only a few of us, and you were either in sports or music. You didn't do both, and that has all changed. All those kind of barriers of entry, they're just gone. And now you have these very, very talented young people partially benefiting from the technology available and the accessibility of really good music right, that right. we didn't always have, you know, back in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's just real quick. Right. My uh, my story. Well, that's that's good. Now, I hope I didn't miss it in there. You grew up musically, in other words, yeah. at a young age. What did yeah. you pick up first? It was so drums. You first, said right. First lessons I took uh, were piano lessons. Okay. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah, but I sang a solo in church. I was about seven years old. Nice. And, and uh, I just remember when it was done. I said, Man, this was I kind of like to keep doing this yes and so yeah but uh, man i got involved in so many different instruments and things that it took me a while uh to to kind of oh well singing's what i really want to do now all i need to find an instrument or two that can accompany me right gotcha was your was your family musical did you have other Um, influences early so not real i mean my dad enjoyed he sang at a church choir and you know, he, he really enjoyed it, but I was, you know, I think he, I think he saw in me the life he never had, you know, that's so common in the generation who went to war and lived through the depression. They, their dreams were fulfilled by their kids. I think you're right. And I think I was really his, his vision of that. Gotcha. Very cool. I, uh, I happened to notice on your Facebook page, you had a, uh, a little story about your daughter, like. One of your songs oh, coming yeah, up on her. I was just crazy on yeah. her playlist. Yes, because um, I, I believe if I read it correctly, like she searched inspirational. Um, yeah, she she had a you know you can label your playlists. Right. She had one called inspirational. Here's the song part. And that sounds and like she my said, dad. Dad, that right? sounds like you. <laughs> I said that is me. What are you listening to? <laughs> no, I guess so. Yeah, I was pretty amazing that is awesome quite I, a story so i guess i guess my follow-up to that is like what were some of your inspirations growing up or even sure. now to this day well i'll tell you what I, I've, I've thought about that question and, and this might sound really cliche and i'm sorry if it is but it's the truth 
I was, I think, 11, maybe 10 years old, uh, 12-ish, 1964, yes. when the Beatles showed yes. up on Ed Sullivan. Yes. And I'm sorry. I love it. I'm yes. sorry it changed my life. Yes. A lot of people. Yeah. It, it really did. Uh, it's not like I quit school and joined a rock band the next day, but I knew that, you know, music uh, has a very powerful space in my head, my heart, and I want to keep heading in that direction. And, you know, here now, years later, uh, it's it's really neat to be in a place where I'm able to just share that. And, and, and I think the passion and the joy that comes from that, that's what audiences, they can't get enough of that. Of, of course. You know. You figured it out. Yes, you're right. And I, it's not cliche, Jim. Thank you. I mean, the Beatles Thank are you. never going to be cliche Good. in my book. But, but I know, you know, you, it's not uncommon for so, <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw the Beatles and now I'm a rock star. I'm not a rock star, <laughs> but I did. That was very impactful in my life. I think every musician can go back through their lives no matter how old they are yeah. and find those moments. I those moments so. that change in it, whether it's the Beatles or, you know, whatever it may be through the years. I mean, I, yeah. I remember one that stood out for a lot of people my age was the first time Michael Jackson performed on mm. television, yeah, did the moonwalk, moon and, 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 and uh, it was at the Motown 25 Awards, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. That was a stop moment where people go, yeah. wow, wait a minute. There's more to this music than, mm-hmm. than what I'm hearing, and it, you know, you know what I mean. It changed people, people. Right and that's yeah. you, you know well, I mean? you know, that, that's really good. It makes me think of an experience I had. So I was probably still in high school, and uh, an interlocking national music camp. There was a large auditorium in those days. It was brand new. It was called Kresge Auditorium. Yeah. Uh, and there was a saying that kind of inscribed in the brick, and it said, "This auditorium is dedicated to world friendship through the universal." language of the arts right and guys and girls that's what keeps us coming back that that ability to communicate and use a medium that none other does as well in and unites us all right i don't want to get too you know again cliche and sappy about it (laughs) but moments in this world when it's been at its lowest point have been held up yes by the arts and by music 100 percent. always oh yeah. drive so many different emotions yeah. right? yes. like yes. Yeah. you hear a certain song on the radio or uh you're playing your cd player or whatever yep. it just takes you back to a certain moment in time exactly i mean exactly. Vivid, vividly right yeah. i mean i know that happens to me it's just it's incredible right right you started off and you're playing piano and you're yeah. playing drums and yep. when did the guitar come along so I was probably about 17, and I was playing, I mean, some pretty pretty loud bands. And in those days, the amps all went behind the speed. The amps went behind the drummer. Right, yeah. Well, <laughs> you get loud enough between the cymbals and the amps. I don't know what happened, but for some reason, I thought, man, I wonder where this is affecting my hearing, all this, all this sound. So uh, I remember I, had a, I was cutting lawns that summer, and I spent $90 on a classical uh, nylon string guitar and you know i hung around enough guitar players i just watched them and figured out this and that and then you know the the best part about it was you take your guitar to a party and girls loved it yes (laughs) you know (laughs) so especially if you can sing too yeah Yeah. exactly it didn't hurt uh, (laughs) i spent and in fact uh, a lot of my vocal help really and and practice came because i was in musical theater in in High school. Right. And I had a couple lead roles. And, you know, that really forces you 
into some, <clears throat> excuse me, some vulnerable places. Sure. <clears throat> and if you stay with it, you improve. So, uh, yeah, but you can, if you take that and add that to your kind of your performance menu, if you will, your toolbox, yeah, it, it's, it's great. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. So influences early were the Beatles, obviously, when you were, you know, 12 years older, roughly. Um, by the time you're picking up a guitar, what sort of influences are on you then? What well, I, I was, uh, I was, ra- I was growing up. I was a teenager when James Taylor got popular. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. <clears throat> of course, Carol King was right there. They were kind of inseparable for a while. Then Joni sure. Mitchell comes along and just blows everybody's mind because of the way she would tune her guitar. These these songs she would write that not just the, the I mean the music was pretty impressive but the way the way she wrote lyrics was just mind boggling and all the, those those artists uh, there there were some others Gordon Lightfoot was a huge influence um, you know those there there was this kind of folk I want to call it like a folk uh, agenda not, not agenda but but this repertoire that became pretty popular and you know only later. Did they start adding some drums and you know so it became what they call what they call it folk rock right yeah which which was nice and obviously could appeal to a bigger audience but I was kind of around for some of that so you know you've got you've you got those two worlds merging and always it seemed like the thing that made that work was the story and the song right and the melody those two things if those worked then then you could kind of use that song for multiple, you know, multiple uh, styles. Right. Gotcha. I, I certainly know you do covers. You write your own mm-hmm. music as well. Yep. I'm, I'm always curious how, like, you come up with ideas, topics. Sure. Just life experiences, whatever, to create, like, your yeah. own music. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I've uh, spent a lot of years uh, playing in church. Uh, the Bible is full of things that make you think. Right. And and I say it that way because you don't, there there's truth that, uh, you know, that's even a scary notion some, sometimes this day to say, well, this is the truth. But the it is so profound, the, the uh, messages that you, you uh, think about them when you're not thinking about them, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And that's perfect material. That's perfect soil for a songwriter. I'm thinking about this. Oh, well, what's the Bible say? Oh, it says this. Well, it's my experience. And they may not match. They may not align. But all all that aside, that is great. You know that that tension in the lyric, right? Of here's one. Here's what this says. Here's what I think. That tension makes a great. Um, great lyric potential. You know, you can borrow from that. I'm going to borrow from the agreement side or I'm going to borrow from the I don't agree side. And, you know, that's where a lot of ideas have come from. Uh, you know, and then and then really just uh, for me, it's uh, the, the content ideas are just, you know, maybe things I experienced in my youth that I write about today. Well, that's kind of, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but it took me that long <laughs> to get to process through that experience or that thought. Right. I'm fascinated by people who are songwriters. Um, and I'll tell you why, Jim, because it's something that I personally have found that I can't do. Now, I have lots of things I'd love to say in a song. Uh-huh. I do. Ideas, 
things I, you know, life experience, every, the same thing everybody else has. But I can't formulate it. I can't do it. I've tried, I've, I've, I've you know, tried to think of melodies. I've tried to put it down in a certain way in order to try to make it interesting. I can't get it done. What is it about songwriting for you that is the biggest challenge? Yeah. What, what is it? You know, I've thought about that a lot, actually, Brian, in the past couple of years. Some friends of mine, we've collaborated on some stuff. And when you co collaboration is a great uh, that's probably the next thing you need to do is collaborate right. with somebody. Right, I think you're and, right about and that. Your brain, you'd be amazed how that helps. But I think to answer your question, it's it's really, I read a, a great book. Uh, oh, my goodness, am I going to forget the name of it here? Elizabeth, uh, she wrote uh, Eat, Pray, Drink, whatever that is. Eat, Pray, Love wrote that book. Elizabeth Gilbert okay, wrote yeah, a book called, go. oh, my goodness, Guys, look it up. It's, it's about the arts. And in that book, I got to get to my point here. In that book, she says, look, it doesn't matter what you create. You, number one, must do it for yourself. Okay. We, we as artists, it's so easy to get wrapped up in, well, what's cool? What sounds good? What do people like? And forget that, wait a minute, I have a voice. I have experience. I have an opinion. This this song, this book in her case, I'm going to write it for myself first. If it sells, great. If it doesn't, great. I express myself. And I have a friend who, uh, <clears throat> oh my goodness, what is the name of that book? The Big Magic. Thank you. I think yes, I just found the, it. Big yeah, Magic. the Big Magic. Yeah, Big Magic. I would recommend it to anybody who's even can spell the word creativity. It is, it is one of the best things you'll ever read, and it'll give you things to think about for the rest of your life. Because we, we have to be so careful that we don't become what everybody expects, that we are really as, as true to ourself and our music and our tune, whatever that is, even if it's different, as true as we can be to ourselves as we do art. Yeah, gotcha. I think that's awesome. I, <clears throat> when, you, when you sit down to write a song, are you, do you try to come up with lyrics first? Do you try to find a good melody? Is there a process? Does it bounce back and forth? It, it's all of those. Okay. I mean, uh, I there have been seasons where I carry around some index cards and write jot a thought down, and, and that might be enough to to get something started. But there's other times where it's it's a tune, mm. and it's you know I'll just be fiddling around the piano. Oh, I really like that, and it's real simple. It's just thirds and fifths, but you know the theory can get in my way. But if you if you sometimes it's just a tune. Uh, often it, it's chords and how they, how they kind of fit together. Um, yeah. So, so really all of those things, it, it just, um, I think it kind of depends on, uh, just sort of not being so, oh, I can only write a song this way. You know, we, we know better than to pin ourselves down to a certain okay. format and never bend. We, we, part of the creative process is not getting set in our ways but but to kind of remain uh open i mean talking to you guys tonight it's a great idea for a song yeah yeah yeah, yeah there you go i didn't think about that yeah do you, oh, okay yeah, sorry yeah, right. you guys yeah. i was just going to follow up do you find it easier to write melodies like on the piano on your guitar well if i'm that's a good question that is a good question I so, like that one. so uh wow 
Uh, yes, I find it easier to write. There's no so, wrong answer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm answering both with yes. Yes, yes. it's easier yes. to do both. Because yeah. <laughs> often it's singing. You know, often it's, uh, you know... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, singing is, is, is so critical. Uh, you know, a lot of times people don't sing because they don't like the, how their voice sounds. But that's, that's really not the point of singing once you, once you consider the whole mental health aspect and just how, how if we bottle everything up in ourselves all the time, it's right. got to come out somehow. Well, why not sing about it? Why not express it in a, in a melody? It's very therapeutic, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And we've, you know, years and years ago, before there was TV, before there was all the stuff that distracts us today, families, I mean, you, you, uh, Dolly Parton's story. Yes. Her family sat around and sang. She spent her youth like that. Well, good grief. That has certainly had an impact Powerful. in how, yeah. yes, how incredibly successful her songwriting has been. Absolutely. That's really cool. I'm assuming that you use a lot of your your songs that you've written in your repertoire when you're out uh, singing? Do you... I really haven't. Okay. I want I've introduced I I wanna is start including them okay. more. I'm I feel like I'm still in a real building phase here. Okay. Uh, like every place I play I come home I got all kinds of notes when I come home and most of it is things I need to adjust sure. and improve and do differently and and, and omit. Right. Well, are your, are your song projects in the dozens, hundreds, or no, is it just a few that you keep? I've only got, like, like currently, I've only got a couple, and they keep getting interrupted by sort of the, oh, oh, I got to get this done for this. I'm involved in a couple different music projects that, like, every week I have to do something. Gotcha. Or I'm late, <laughs> or it won't, or it won't happen. So that kind of is distracting. So, so my music, pro, the the projects kind of ebb and flow. Right. And plus, if you're in a collaboration type environment, then then the schedules really, you, it, there's an added dimension where you usually don't work from a deadline. You you things are fairly flexible. Gotcha. Have um, I, I know you've mentioned collaboration a yeah. few times. Have you ever considered? Uh, having like other band members join you like oh a definitely. bass guitar a, totally. um, a drummer yeah in fact that's a really interesting question uh uh Ryan Ryan because um sometimes when I play uh you know I'm by myself and it's not uncommon this probably happened at least two or three times somebody will come and ask me hey do you have a band or or do you play in a band or you know right. what do you do when you're not do you have a band when you're not by yourself so so there's some kicking around of some ideas uh um I guess I could shout, get, do a shout out here to yeah. Duffy, Duffy and Terry. Uh, 
They are actually, as we speak, over at Granny's. They have they're there most Wednesdays. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, there Ron and I harmonize, and he's just got the voice of an angel and and just knows what to do. So some of this some of this very thing has kind of come about from conversations with him. We'll go to we'll go over to Cape and Bridge and do the River House together, and the, the audience over there is just so fantastic. But it's also very encouraging. So you start kicking around, hey, what if we did this? What if we tried this? So a lot of it's still the idea stage, but yes. Awesome. That's a long yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, uh, I, I noticed when I was listening to some of your YouTube uh-huh. things, um, you sing the classics and things that people would expect, um, you know, to entertain people in a group would play. But you also play stuff that surprised me, things that are more current. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any yeah. specific ones that are more current, Jim? That you kind of go, man, I really dig this artist. Do you, yeah. do you have anybody like that? Well, I do, and it's it, if you've watched my YouTube, I think I I don't know how many uh, Dua Lipa songs yes. on there, but yeah. she just uh, I'm sorry, I I started following her before anybody knew who she was. Uh, she's probably 15, and she at that point she was still traveling with her family. Wow. She played. She came to DC. She played in some small venues, one or two, I can't remember. And uh, it was, I, I, and she was writing some songs. And some of the songs she wrote are the ones I cover, which are ballads. Right. Well, you don't, today, you don't normally think of Dua Lipa and ballad in right. the same sentence. Right. But she just had, yes, so the, the, the whole, um, I mean, her voice is amazing. Right. But those songs I've really gravitated Toward, and she just happens to be a, a young artist. Yes. And, um, you know, John Legend, I cover all of me. Well, there's about 100 songs called all of me, the same title, right? Yeah. So people are always a little surprised. They think they're going to hear Frank Sinatra, <laughs> Willie Nelson's version. <laughs> no, this is John Legend. I love that, though. Yeah. You know, I, um, y- you can't get so jaded that you don't pay attention to what the newer stuff is exactly. doing. You know what I mean? I think exactly. that's wonderful that you yeah. do that for sure. Yeah. As you've as you've gotten more into the music industry and continued to play and get out in the public yeah. settings, how how have you seen like the internet and social media like has helped you? Like has really yeah. helped your career? Well, I'm uh, I'm I, you could ask me tomorrow, get a different answer. It's helpful. You got you got to be out there if if people are going to uh, find you. If they're going to look for you, they're going to find you on social media. But um, social media, the nature of it, it's like to me. What I'm thinking, what I really would love to get is your email address. Right. That that way I could communicate with you. Mm-hmm. That's that doesn't really work that way in Facebook and and Instagram. I mean, yeah, you can do it, but it's not really. That's not what it's built for. Right. But if you would sign up, give me your email, and I could, you know, you see what I'm saying? So social media is a part of that, but I but I really think um, it's, and, and a friend of mine over in uh, East here in, in Maryland is really good at this, getting requests through email, collecting an email address and playing that person's request. Gotcha, yeah. It, it's a really cool system. I technologically, I'm clearly not there yet, <laughs> but that, that's kind of, to me, that would be the best of everything. Cause then you. I, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. There's a contact, you know, and we're going to, we're going to communicate and I might do a project and you say, well, that's nice, but I'm going to buy it. But the next thing, Oh, I like that song. I think I'll buy, it. you know, there, there's a yeah. whole, 
there's kind of that the organic part here, which I think, like I say, social media is part of that. I just don't think it's everything. I'm going to piggyback on your question a little bit, Ryan, while we got that topic up, because it, it jogged my, my mind about this part. This is a multifaceted question, Jim, so sort of stab, sure. at, it, stab at it, yeah. as you will. Um, you've been around long enough, in the, especially in the music business, that you've seen the ebb and flow of music. You've seen it yeah. when times were booming, and you've seen it when things were hard to even find places to play. Yeah. You know, we've all mm-hmm. seen that of a certain age. Right now, we're in a, an explosion, is what I call it. It's really been kind of crazy, and it's wonderful. Um, not only are the venues exploding, but we have got a tremendous amount of talent right here in this area that we're seeing flourish right now. Tell me your feelings about that, how it's affected you. How, sure. how's it, tell me about that. Yeah, well, one thing I've I've really um, been seeing is, um, you know, the whole, uh, the past couple of years we had everything, with everything kind of shut down, I don't know if, like business folks, you know, we play, they're, they're small venues, they've got bills to pay. I don't know if they're kind of be, being a little bit more calculated about, well, okay, if I bring in music, I, I need at least an audience of this size so I can pay my bills that night. Right. Is this the person to do it? So what the reason I'm explaining it that way is I feel like there's an expectation when you get a venue, they really want you to bring some people. And as much as I'd love to do that, I can't always. Either right, right. either because I'm new and nobody knows me, or I've never played there before, or, you know, the whatever. There there's there's other reasons. But I feel like that's a responsible thing. I mean, you don't wanna uh as an artist, you don't ever want to go in and just well, I know you're. I know this is really killing you tonight to have me here and feel like you have to pay me. You don't want that. You want there to be that that balance where, hey, your you know me being here playing music helps yes. your bottom line. Yes. It doesn't it doesn't take away from it. So I feel like there's another long answer to your question, but I feel like that there's an increased. I mean, the artists who are getting out there and playing. And repeat, you know, getting right. asked back, got it. They they understand that just as the businesses who are bringing them in have kind of maybe they've matured a little bit in their thinking. Right. And part partially, I think, because we were we did have kind of a everything shut down for a while, and people kind of had to rethink. Well, it's not a gravy train anymore. I can't just have live music. I've got to have a little bit of forethought into how that's you know, how all these numbers are going right. to, you know, live together, coexist, so we, we all succeed. Gotcha. Very good answer, actually. It's it's fascinating. There's so much going on right now. It's just, yeah. Phew, my head is on a swivel yeah. right now watching everything. So, yeah. you, you had mentioned being in band. I would assume you were in jazz band as well. I, I don't want to assume that, uh, but I'm, I'm yeah, am. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I, I played, uh, in high school, I played baritone horn and trombone. So those were kind of my my serious instruments, and everything else was just for fun. Well, the fun instruments didn't really qualify me for jazz band because, you know, if you were already in the school music program, you were the drummer right. or you were the bass player, whatever. <laughs> uh, and guitar was, most kids only could play rock and three chords. So it really, you know, <laughs> guitar wasn't so much. So jazz band, not as much experience as I would have liked. I used to jam with some people in Ann Arbor that were phenomenal. Right. But, you know, I'm just over there playing guitar and 
everybody kind of did their own thing and it, it worked, but I can't really explain why. <laughs> everybody out there, do yourself a favor and Google the Ohio State Marching Band. There you, you go. Will. There you do go. Do yourself a favor and just Google a few of their shows and you'll see what Jim's influences were yeah. when he was young. That's for yes, sure. indeed. Well, Jim, I, I, I can't help but wonder because you've got that beautiful Martin guitar hanging behind you there on that. Uh, would, would you be willing to grab that thing and give us a few? Uh, sure. A couple songs sure, if you Brian. wouldn't mind. I'd love to yeah. have that. I've been yeah. looking forward to this, Ryan. This is going to be good, brother. Oh, my. Yeah. And I just love the warm up. Yeah, I, do. I yeah. love live music, too. Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, uh, I'm just going to sing a couple songs that, uh, man, if you've ever come out to hear me, I probably played both of these. I, can't imagine not, but uh, first one you're, yeah, it's, uh, they're both, uh, the first one's a real story song. Cool. But I'll just tell the story in the song. A farmer and a teacher, hooker and a preacher, riding on a midnight bus bound for Mexico. Headed for vacation, one for higher education, and two of them were searching for lost souls. Now the driver never ever saw the stop sign, and 18 wheelers can't stop on a dime. There are three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway. Why there's not four of them? Heaven only knows I guess it's not what you take When you leave this world behind you It's what you leave behind you when you go The farmer left a harvest A home in 80 acres The faith and love for growing things In his young son's heart the teacher left her wisdom in the minds of lots of children. She did her best to give them all a better start. And the preacher whispered, can't you see the promised land? As he placed his blood-stained Bible in that hooker's hands. There are three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway. There's not four of them Heaven only knows I guess it's not what you take When you leave this world behind you It's what you leave behind you when you go That's the story that our preacher told last Sunday As he held his bloodstained Bible up For all of us to see He said, bless the farmer and the teacher and that preacher who gave this Bible to my mama who read it to me. There are three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway. Why there's not four of them now, guess we know. I guess it's not what you take when you leave this world behind you. It's what you leave behind you when you go. On the right side of the highway Why there's not four of them Now I guess we know I guess it's not what you take When you leave this world behind you 
It's what you leave behind you when you go. Jim Snedeker, everybody. How cool is that? Well, thank you. Oh, man. Ryan, what do you think, brother? Awesome. I love it. That was great. Very Very nice. Very nice. Such a great song. And you, you, man, you... Good Lord, you sound awesome. Oh, thanks. Jim, brother. man, thanks for sharing that, man. Sure. And, My pleasure. And, yeah, I'm a Christian, too. And, and and I just love the message in that song. And I really song, do. Yeah. It's, it's a great message. Because what he did is he took kind of a narrow truth, but he applied it to everybody. Right. And that's what art can do. Yes. Songwriting, you know, the music. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's a great selection. I'm glad you picked that. I really am, and, it, and uh, I think Good. definitely can relate to that one for sure. Okay. Well, you got another? Believe it or can, not, about sweet talk. Can you do it? I think I, I think I have one. Jim's <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Now this one, if uh, if you remember the movie, the first time I was exposed to it, I guess was from the movie Oh Brother Where Art Thou. There was a soundtrack, and I yeah. heard this song. She didn't write it, but she made it very, very popular. When you say nothing at all. Oh, yes. It's amazing how you can... uh, What's that first line? Amazing how that uh, start from my heart. I can look it up for you, Puff. Yeah, let me do that. I got it right. That's all right. And they ran away from you right at the last sure second. Did. I can tell. It's amazing how you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's my podcast notes. That's all right. We'll, we'll look pull, it right up and get pull, started. Yep. Is that Allison's song? Did uh, she write Alice that? Allison Cross. She did not write didn't it. Didn't write it. Okay, gotcha. In fact, I have in my notes who did here. Uh, Gentleman named Don Schultz, along with Paul Overstreet. Okay, gotcha. Okay. They wrote it, and here is the first line, right, which will really be helpful. <laughs> you just say watermelon the whole time. It's amazing how you can speak right to my heart. Without saying a word, you can light up the dark. Try as I may, I could never explain What I hear when you don't say a thing The smile on your face lets me know that you need me There's a truth in your eyes saying you'll never leave me The touch of your hand says you'll catch me If ever I fall Say it best when you say nothing at all. All day long, I can hear people talking out loud, but when you hold me near, you drown out the crowd. could never define what's being said between your heart and mine 
The smile on your face lets me know that you need me. There's a truth in your eyes saying you'll never leave me. The touch of your hand says you'll catch me if ever I fall. You say it best when you say nothing at all. Let's me know that you need me. There's a truth in your eyes, saying you'll never leave me. The touch of your hand says you'll catch me if ever I fall. You say it best when you say nothing at all. Jim Snedeker, so man, that's outstanding, and what a great song that song! Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. That, that song is a is a classic for sure. Yes. So glad to hear you do that one, man. Thank you for sharing your gift. Oh, you're welcome, man. I'm right? What do you, you think, brother? It's amazing. I I'm blown away. I, have, <laughs> did you teach yourself how to play guitar? Uh, actually, my I, I did have classical lessons for six weeks, and we worked <laughs> on these four fingers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my professional training. Uh, thank you to all the guitar players who have endured um, my many questions and uh, trying to come up with easier ways to do things. <laughs> I'll tell you, if we had video and people were watching this right now, they would see me grinning like a Cheshire cat the whole time he's playing. I, I just I, I love watching somebody do that craft. It's well, just good. amazing. Great. And you just, you know, I mean, it feels, you know, and Ryan will agree with me, as you're playing and watching you, it seems effortless. It seems oh, like you just, it, it's, it just happens. Yeah. 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 Unless I'm, I, there's a, a slew of new songs I'm learning. Most, it's been really fun. It has been, my repertoire is expanding because of requests. Right. And, uh, you know, I find that most of the songs aren't that hard to play, but... Man, they got a hundred thousand words. For what? That's yeah. So that's where my work is. <laughs> Curious how big how big is your songbook when you that you because you so have right to now, have so many, right? Yeah, right now I've uh, when I play out I've got about fifty five wow. songs, and you know in three hours forty five is right. plenty. Right. You know. Right. Gosh, how about your quest? Do you wrestle with those? People come up and ask. Well, uh, yeah. Mostly what I do is I say if you come uh, and I've been really fortunate because when the request comes it's a place okay i know i'm coming back in three right. weeks so if you cut i'll have it and so far i've been able to i've been able to keep that pace and that's that's a tall tall order sometimes it's not always easy it to be is. able to put those but, together but it's so it's so important to your point earlier about you don't want to get so honed in on your you know where the gold is that you quit looking for new sure. you know new opportunities Right. Fantastic. Cool. Where can people find you and your music? Well, Tell I us about that. I'm so glad you asked me. <laughs> so I'm going to start with my last name. Okay. okay? Yeah. If you go to any browser and you key in, <laughs> you got your pencils? Okay. S-N, N is in Nancy, E is an elephant, D is in dog, E is an elephant, K as in kitchen, E-R, Snedeker. And then you just put the word music after that. Snedeker music. You put anywhere. About the first 
half dozen links are going to take you to something I've done, either my Facebook, my YouTube, and that gives you a little bit more flavor of what I'm doing. Uh, my current, uh, the dates I've got coming up in the next month or so. Yeah, we need to hear that. Yeah, so the 14th of October, Festival of Leaves, Front Royal, cool. 51st, I think they said, annual. That's going to be great. Uh, it's a great day regardless, and I just happen to be really fortunate to be asked to play. So that's going to, I'll be at 10 to, I will be at uh, noon at a place called the Warren Heritage Society. Okay. So that is on Chester Street. It's in historic Front Royal. I played there before. Great. Uh, they've added a kids area this year. So if you got a family and not sure what to do at the festival leaves, come on down to the Warren Heritage Society. Nice. <laughs> You'll like see it. it. Very good. Uh, so anyway, uh, the 21st, I'm at Valerie Hill Vineyard. Yeah, that'll be in the afternoon, I think like 3 to 6. 11-11, uh, Veterans Day. I'm out at Breeday Family Vineyards. 12-8, uh, Piccadilly. Oh, That'll great. be my second time at Piccadilly. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And then December the 15th, back at Bree Day. And hey, while I'm while you're listening and writing down things like Snedeker, I got a shout out to my friends, Duffy Music, Duffy and Terry, probably just finishing up over at Granny's and Polly Coconuts. <laughs> thanks so much for all your uh, support. You guys, uh, you know, we collaborate quite a bit. Uh, part of the reason I got here tonight when I did was due to them so I uh, just have to give a quick shout out oh man Polly's one of Polly and I are, are email buds and we're buds we're, we're definitely drawn from the same fountain that's for sure so <laughs> love that guy a bunch and yeah. Christina and Elliot too I mean Mission Road has been a lot to, this, to the show yeah. for sure so very cool yeah I, I'm I should have asked this earlier, Jim, but was any anyone else in your family musically inclined? Did uh, you know my dad wanted to be? I think I think that he just had a different you know past opportunity. I mean, good grief, he had to go to two wars. Yeah, you know, that really kind of <laughs> yeah. interrupts your life. You yeah, know, it sure so does. I think that he had a little different maybe opportunities. He could have been pretty good. Right. Excellent. How about reaching out to book you? Is it best through email, best through your uh, website? Your sure. Feeds? You How know, the work? easiest way would just be music by Jim Snedeker okay. and Facebook. That is the easiest. Okay. There, the, I've got a website, jimsnedekermusic.com, and a really complicated email address. It's jim.snedeker. Oh, wow. So if you can spell Snedeker, you're like done. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully people will hear this and, and it, it, you know, the gigs will come easy, even easier. That'd be I great. Hope. That'd be great. Because there's a lot of folks I know that own vid- venues that listen to our show regularly. Great. So, you know, and there'll be a lot of them are going to be exactly what you're looking for. I Perfect. Mean, you know, for sure. Perfect. So, and gosh, folks, if you didn't hear that earlier, how great he is, man, I'm telling you, you're missing out. This guy can entertain your people. I'm telling you, he can definitely do it for well, sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And I just... While I'm doing shout outs, I got a shout out to you guys. The, the fact that you do this and uh, bring it really to me, I'm, I'm thinking, man, this is a community thing. Yeah, sure. It's about the artists, but it's also about the people who need or who are looking. It's about the Winchester community, Frederick, community, Frederick County community at large. We can all win. But a vehicle like this podcast is, is really integral to making that happen. It's. I appreciate you saying that, and it, and that has that was our our goal and our mission when Chris and I started it over a year ago, and it's worked out that way, Ryan. I mean, we've got all sorts of you know. A few weeks ago, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, we had Dixie Filth here. You know, much yeah, heavier yeah. band. I listen to that one, but they've become part of the family. Uh, you know, folks that listen to the show, 
have reached out to them and they're like, hey, great show. Mm -hmm. Listen to what you have to reached out to me. It is forming a community and almost like a family. And I really appreciate that because that's what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. is be able to provide another platform, another connection for people to be able to use to, to hone their craft and do what they do. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I think you sound amazing, Jim. I, oh, thanks, Ryan. I really encourage yeah. anyone that has not seen you to come out and spend the time and and take it all in. Absolutely, that'd be great. Come wonderful. on up and say hi too. I'd love to meet you. <laughs> yeah, and thank you for joining us yeah. tonight. It's been You're fantastic. It's my pleasure, Jim. Did we miss anything? Well, I'm I'm looking over in my notes here, and and I got to tell you guys, uh, definitely, definitely, uh, I was definitely putting my thinking cap on there for some of these answers. But uh, I think pretty much, I think I got covered everything I wanted to. Well, what Thank we'll do you so is, much. like we tell most of our folks, we'll give you the time to season, maybe another year or so, then we'll have you back on. I'd love it. And we'll cover the stuff that maybe we miss. Yeah. Right? It'd be great. Right? Ryan, did you miss anything? I want to know the answer to the trivia question. Well, we're going to do that for All sure. All right. Oh, good call. You thought I good forgot. Good call, yes. No, I wouldn't let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would not let you do that, that's for sure. But, uh, but again, Jim, we thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Uh, a couple of shout-outs I want to give out. First, I want to make sure everybody remembers, if you enjoy um, podcasts, make sure you remember to tune in to Bourbon, Battlefields and Bourbon, pardon me, Friends of ours, Jack Owens and Elijah Filbert, are doing that. We appreciate everything they do for supporting our show. Um, so if you want to check out some really great history about the local area and beyond, and also find out what about good bourbon. I, I'm actually a bourbon guy there. Chris helped me with that a little bit, and I enjoy it. So hopefully people can find out some information about that. So check out that podcast. Okay, so the trivia question that Ryan mentioned was uh, Joan Jett and Blackhearts had a number one hit with I Love Rock and Roll in 1981. And the question was who had originally released, recorded and released the song. And the answer is a band called The Arrows. Hmm. There you go. And it was released in 1975. Interesting. And I was surprised about that because I expected that song to be older. You know, there's only six years difference between the original release uh-huh. and Joan Jet making a hit out of it. Um, it surprised me a little bit. And I wasn't really familiar with The Arrows. It was sort of a one... It, they didn't even make a hit of it, but they had a couple of releases that they had, but they weren't mm-hmm. anything... Um, you know, they didn't make a big splash. But apparently, you know, uh, as goes on in the music world, she was aware of the song, decided she was going to Joan Jet it up a little bit. Nice spell. Make it sound a lot better in, uh, in the rest of his history, because that song is certainly a classic for sure. Yes. So, yeah, very cool. All right, folks, we appreciate you guys taking time. I want to make sure everybody remembers to reach out to us on Facebook as well, uh, Musicians Cafe. You can reach us uh, online and send me emails at musicianscafe1 at gmail.com. Uh, so please stay in touch with us about uh, any questions that you may have or artists that you'd like to get on the show. Uh, please help us reach out to those folks, and we'll try to make sure we make that happen for you. Um, I don't think I've missed anything else. I want to say a quick word of uh, happy trails uh, to Brooks Robinson. Uh, I was a big Orioles fan growing up, and we said goodbye to Brooks yesterday. And I know it's not sort of a music-related uh, thing, but you know what? Brooks Robinson meant a lot to a lot of people out there, and my heroes are slowly starting to leave the earth. And so uh, I wanted to kind of give a shout-out about Brooks. You know, Ryan, did you ever watch Brooks play? I've never seen him play. Certainly saw a lot of highlights. Yeah, exactly. And, I, Jim, I'm sure you remember Brooks Robinson, I'm sure. So there's no doubt about that. Well, folks, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you coming out once again and hanging out with us on the Musicians Cafe. Once again, remember remember everybody out there, if you're riding in the left lane and you're not passing anybody, <laughs> stop it. you got to stop it. You're driving me crazy. And until we meet again, peace. <laughs>